Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk with Bob. Uh, This episode is a collection of uh, Army stories revolving around inspections that I had during my uh, stint in the military. Um, This comes from my kid has a friend that's going into the Army, and I was just talking to my son this morning about what his friend might be, you know, expecting and stuff like that, what could happen. And it just took me down this road of stories about silly things that happened in the military. And it might help out, you know, people that are joining the military or uh, bring back some memories for those of us that were in the service at one point. So, you know, a big part of being in the military is uh, having inspections. So you clean up your room, you you fix up your uniforms, you shine your boots, you get everything organized, and then somebody comes and checks it out. And no matter how good you make everything, how perfect everything is, they're always going to find a gig, right? And a gig is like in the military is like uh, uh, something wrong, uh, a mistake, an error of some kind. So I remember in my, you know, inspection stories started for me in the, in the, uh, in basic training. And in basic training, we have a big, you know, you always have a big inspection near the end. So we had this big inspection and You know, my big, my, probably my biggest embarrassment during an inspection in the military was, you know, in basic, they give you a big, you have a big locker that belongs to you. It's like your closet. It's like a double door closet with a lock. And that's your, that's your area for your stuff. And inside that locker, there's a three door, three drawer chest. Well, I didn't know it at the time, but that chest comes out of there And I don't know why, but I had never seen anybody move it, uh, touch it. You know, I had no, not touch it, but you know what I mean? I didn't know it moved. I thought it was like part of the locker somehow. So anyways, we had this big inspection and with this, I can't even remember. I think it was, it might've been just a first sergeant, but for me at the time, you know, he could have been, you know, a five-star general. He came through and looked at all our stuff. He comes to my locker. I'm standing there next to my locker. He takes one of my hats that are in the locker and he sweeps it up behind the three-door chest in between the back of the locker and the back of the chest. I didn't even know there was a space back there. So you can guess what happened. He comes up with all this dust and stuff. I was so embarrassed. I don't even remember if I got yelled at. I think it was just a look from the drill sergeant, like you messed up, dude. And so that was kind of my introduction to army inspections. Not horrible, but not the best way to start off either, I guess. Another thing that I I mentioned to my son today was this idea that I was surprised that, you know, I was not in like a, uh, uh, I was in a training unit. So we were not going to go to war. We were like training guys that went to war at Fort Knox, Kentucky, right? On tanks. So, um, you know, we had a lot of days off. I was surprised at how many days off we had, but part of the thing that I didn't like was when there was nothing to do, 
you know, they would just invent stuff to do because they couldn't just say, oh, we're done for the day, guys, go home early or whatever. So it was like always like sweep this, clean that, you know, I guess like any branch of the service does. But so one of those times we had a room inspection. They said, okay, we're going to have a room inspection. So we went back to our rooms and cleaned our rooms for, you know, a couple of hours, which they were already clean. They have to be right. Um, they were already clean. They have to be clean all the time, but you know, get them extra clean, super clean. So, okay, we go back to our rooms and then, um, the sergeant that was going to inspect my room after all this time, he comes up to my door, the outside of the door of my room. And, uh, you know, on each door, there's like your, a nameplate with your last name on it. And there's like a wooden frame around your nameplate on your door. He took his fingers and he rubbed them across the top of the uh, frame of the nameplate. And there was dust on it. And he says, this room's not ready for inspection. Clean it again. So I had to go back and do it again. So that's a typical thing that happens in the army right you have to clean everything even if one little thing is off then you know it all sucks according to them so that's when i learned to clean the outside of my door the top of my door um uh, anywhere where they <laughs> the minute the my the most minute place where you the you least think that they would check that's where they're going to check. That's what they're good at. Like finding stuff that wrong. <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, it seems like some of the time. So anyhow, that was another uh, inspection story. Um, I was, it reminded me of like this idea of preparation, preparation, preparation forever. And then like a really short window when you're actually inspected. That reminded me of... There, I, won, I told you I was on tanks. So at, at one point while I was in, some senator was going to come look at a tank. So when we got word of that coming down the pike, like, oh, my God, you would have thought that the president was coming. We got to get these tanks ready, blah, blah, blah. So there's this one tank, right, that the, that the senator was going to look at. We spent a week at least a week getting that tank ready and not just one tank we had to get a backup tank ready a second tank just in case something happened to the first tank and when i mean like get it ready for inspection i mean clean everything the point or the detail that stands out in my mind is what will first of all we were on shifts so we were working all through the night to get the tank ready like somebody would come and wake you up in the middle of the night and you'd have to go down to the motor pool and keep like cleaning and working on the tank. Um, but the detail that I remember the most was that we painted the inside of the tank white, like inside the tank where the crew is, like where the gunner sits and the loader and the tank commander. That area, there's a bunch of gauges and switches and knobs and dials and stuff in there. But in between those things, it was just like metal. Well, we painted it white. We painted the inside of the tank white. It looked perfect. So the day of the inspection comes. We take the tanks, plural, out to the uh, 
range at, out there at Fort Knox. And we're standing there, like our platoon is standing there in formation. And here comes the senator in a helicopter. He's coming in in the helicopter. Shoom, 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 shoom. He lands. There's wind, dust blowing up everywhere. He lands. He gets out of the helicopter. He walks over to the tank. He walks around the tank. He doesn't even get up on top of the outside of the tank because you got to climb up there and he's like in a suit and stuff. So he didn't even get on the tank, much less look inside at all the beautiful white paint that we had uh, <laughs> uh, applied for his visit. And then he gets back on the helicopter and shoom, 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 takes off. I don't think he was there for two minutes, maybe five minutes. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was, you know, like I said, a week of 24 hour work to get the tanks ready. And he looked at one for a couple of minutes, got back in his helicopter and flew off. So I don't know, that's kind of a, a typical army story where you, you spend all this time getting ready for something. And then it ends up being like this short window of time when you actually get inspected or whatever. When I was um, working in the, um, I was working in the headquarters troop for a while, and um, I was the uh, the guy that carried the the flag for the uh, squad or for the company or whatever. I, he left, so I became the new guide on guy, like the guy that stands out in front and holds the little flag with the with the captain or the first sergeant, whoever's out there. Um, I became that guy. When you run, when we run, I would run in the front and carry that flag, which was a pain in the butt, let me tell you. Um, but it was an honor to be asked to do it, you know, so I was happy to do it. But so we had a big regimental inspection one time. This is where like a full bird colonel was coming to inspect us. And I had never been inspected by a full bird colonel. We had a lieutenant colonel in, in charge of our squadron. And uh, since I worked in headquarters, I would see him and talk to him from time to time briefly. He was a good guy, very friendly. Um, but the, the you know, there's a, a big step between uh, a lieutenant colonel and a full and a full colonel. Like he might as well have been, you know, Eisenhower to us coming through. But so the colonel was coming through to look at everything. So we spent, again, weeks getting our uniforms ready. My son was surprised to hear about that we would literally, you know, you get a ruler out and you measure your uh, your rank insignia and your, uh, your name tag. And, you know, if it's a little bit off, we would literally burn threads with a lighter. If you had like a loose thread sticking out, you would burn it with a lighter. So you had no like little threads hanging off of your uniform. You'd, sh you know, shine your shoes until they were like mirrors, um, cleaning your rooms. Um, we had we had gotten uh, little refrigerators at one point, which I didn't even want a refrigerator because just another thing to clean. But actually, I tried to not get one. I said I didn't want one, but they said I had to take it. So I took it. 
Um, mine, I, I left unplugged most of the time because I never used it and I didn't want to clean it. But for the inspection, they told you got to plug it in and you got, you know, make it look like you use it or whatever. So I plugged it in and cleaned it and it was fine. But they told us over and over again, don't have anything old or dirty in your refrigerator, right? You know, make it look good. So we're sitting in our rooms and um, you can hear what everybody's got their door open you're just kind of waiting around for them to get to your room. So you can hear what's going on, you know, as they get closer and closer. And uh, they came into my room and uh, the, I spent a lot of time on my uniform because I was supposed to be the first one. They do the outside, like uniform inspection first. So the colonel comes and he inspects everybody and, you know, where are you from, son? And do you like it here? And stuff like that. And so since I was the guide on in the front, you know, next to the captain, I was supposed to be the first one that the colonel talked to. So they spent like extra time with me working on my uniform and making sure I looked good. And um, the colonel comes up and he's, you know, salutes the captain and they talk and then they go off to the first platoon. They don't even look at me. They don't even talk to me. So I mentioned on the way into the building to one of the sergeants, like he didn't even look at my uniform, which I was kind of glad, but I just said like, I was thinking like, wow, I spent all that time and I didn't even, you know, he didn't even look at it. So when the colonel got to my room, this sergeant tells him like, oh, this is specialist, you know, so-and-so, you, you know, you didn't look at his uniform. So he looks at my uniform in my room. So all of a sudden I have this extra pressure and uh, I was squared away. I was good. So nothing happened. But he, so the colonel leaves my room and he goes next door. And there was this guy in there that was kind of a screw up. Like he was known for kind of screwing things up and being, you know, just messing things up. Right. So <laughs> I you could like I said, everybody's door is open. You can hear conversations in this. You know, it's all tile hallways and stuff, tile floors, everything echoes. You can hear everything. So they open up his refrigerator and he's all, uh, you know, I can hear this like, what, what's going on here, private? Or, you know, what are those? Uh, bananas, sir. Bananas. Bananas? Why are they all rotten? And I'm thinking like, oh my God, they told us a million times. And so this guy off the top of his head says, it's for banana pudding, sir. I'm going to make banana pudding later on. He's all, banana pudding? How are you going to make banana pudding? And I don't remember what happened after that, but I think it involved somebody eating some nasty bananas. Um, but that was another uh, inspection thing that happened. Another thing, I'm, all, I'm embarrassed to tell this part, but I will. So one of those inspections, I had heard a story about an inspection where they came and they looked like we had ceiling tiles, right? So in your room. So I had heard a story about somebody that during an inspection, they had taken a broom or something and stuck the, um, is like opened up one of those ceiling tiles, pushed it open. And there was some porn magazines up there. And the guy got in trouble for like, I don't know why, but he got in trouble for like hiding these porn magazines or at least they gave him a hard time over it, whatever. So I, that stuck in my head. And so I got a new, I had gotten a new room. I had moved for whatever reason. 
and I was in this new room and we were having an inspection and on a whim, I thought, you know what? I better check my tiles, the ceiling tiles, because I don't want that stuff to happen to me. And I swear to God, I oh, I went up there and there were porn mags up there. Not mine. <laughs> Not mine. Somebody else had stashed them up there and left them. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they were up there. And I kept, and I thought, like, what would have happened? You know, it seems extreme, but it happened to somebody because it was a story. And um, like I said, I just on a whim poked open that uh, ceiling tile and somebody's old porn stash was up there from before. So I don't know what I did with them. Probably got rid of them or gave them to guys on the floor. I don't know. But um, that was another crazy thing that happened. So, you know, I don't know. The last thing I guess I'll tell you, the last kind of dumb army story is I told you we were on this training unit and um, so we we would drive the tanks out to the range and then we would get off the tanks and other guys would get on them and shoot them and stuff and then we'd get back on the tanks and drive them back to the motor pool or whatever. Um, but like once a year or twice a year, I can't remember, we had to like qualify, you know, on the tank range to show that we could do the job that we were supposed to be training other people to do. So there was like a course and you would drive through this course and shoot at targets and stuff. And so we had just gotten a new uh, platoon leader, a new sergeant who was known for being, we had had like a really hardcore by the book guy before. And he was good, but he was, you know, you weren't going to get away with anything with him. He was by the book and, you know, the rules are the rules. And we're going to, you know, if they say we're going to do this, then this is what we have to do. Come on, let's do it. But this other guy, he was known for being kind of more laid back and uh, a little less by the book. And so we were going, we were at the range and we were watching other people shoot. And uh, so we asked him like, hey, you know, Sergeant, are we, are we up? Is it our turn? Are we going to go? And he says like, well, we already went. What? Excuse me, Sergeant. We already shot. You guys did really good. So good job. And we're all looking at each other, like kind of confused. Like, oh, okay. All right. Thanks, Sergeant. So this guy had just made up our, a score, a really high score for our tank and turned it in, you know, but he messed up because the score was so high that the colonel, the lieutenant colonel, the colonel came down to, this is the worst part to me, the colonel came down to the range and like congratulated us and shook our hands and I think the sergeant got an award or a certificate or something. And we didn't even shoot the tank. We didn't even get on the tank to shoot in the first place. So I don't know what the point of that story is. Just that if you're going into the military, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't really <laughs> make sense. But don't get me wrong. I mean, I told you a bunch of kind of crazy, not crazy stories, but... Mm, hypocritical stories maybe of what life in the military and um but overall i mean i like being in the army it did a lot of good things for me it helped me to grow up it got me away from home i had lots of cool adventures i met lots of good people um 
But those are the things that the, the inspection stories kind of jumped out of my head today for whatever reason. So, uh, as usual, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, giving me a chance. Um, I don't have, <laughs> I'll just say it. I don't have a lot of listeners. A lot of, a lot, a lot of times I'll listen to my own podcast just to see how it was to th- to see if I liked it or not. Every once in a while though, somebody out there actually listens. So I really appreciate it. And thanks for listening to another edition of let's talk with Bob. And these are, I guess, army inspection stories. So have a great day. Thanks again. Bye.